probably the one that I enjoy the best or follow the most is called the attachment theory, that we seem to have an innate need to be givers. You know, it comes from, again, uh, the work that we've done with parents and, and their children um, in, in, in human species. But it's very clear that we often find that people engage with animals because they want to be that giver. Um, we, we, we see so many people talking about their, their animals as, as their child, and, and so that's one area. Uh, probably uh, two other theories that I would, would address really quickly. One would be animals as social supports, and that is that, you know, how often do we find animals um, as a, a safe ear of refuge where we can just sit and talk to and they don't talk back to us, but yet we enjoy that? Um, so often we find children, for example, and adults, that sometimes want to sit in solace with an animal to reduce anxiety and stress. You know, the last theory th that, that so many of us talk about is called biophilia. Uh, E.O. Wilson, who was a biologist in the early 1900s, came up with a theory that many people believe is another reason why we engage with animals, but really not only animals, but the natural environment, that we have this curiosity. Research has demonstrated that animals uh, promote uh, quality health, um, cardiovascular uh, changes, and more recently we've been doing some research looking at that petting a calm animal uh, can reduce cortisol levels, which is stress levels, um, as well as increase oxytocin and dopamine. So it's not only magical, but, but there is a biochemical notion. Uh, of course, being needed, being wanted, being around people and engaging, there's so many psychological benefits that one can see when you relate with animals. Animal-assisted therapy, I, I tend to like the term animal-assisted interventions because so many people use so many words, but as a psychologist, I've learned to um, work with animals uh, alongside to promote changes in behavior, but there are many, many professionals that do this. So the primary purpose of animal-assisted interventions is utilizing a variety of animals um, to help support people, but I have to tell our listeners that not only am I concerned about the welfare of my patients, but over 30 years, um, my animals are so well taken care of, and one who's interested in doing this kind of work needs to recognize the importance of the welfare of the animal as well. Probably one of the most endearing uh, pieces would be a little girl that came to see me that was selectively mute, which means that she could speak, but when she was outside in the public, she didn't speak, perhaps because she was extremely, extremely shy. And when she was a kindergartner, of course, she's, when she went to school, uh, didn't interact with uh, the classmates. Long story short, she came to me, and her first visit was to meet one of my golden retrievers. And uh, Puppy was a very engaging dog, and Puppy went over to her and started to nudge her on her leg. And I saw the girl smile, and I, I had Puppy come back to me because I was going to talk to the parents, and I just looked at the girl and said, Honey, all you have to do is say, Puppy, come. And meanwhile, the parents are looking at me and going, this isn't going to happen. And for the first time in their life, they heard their little daughter say in public, puppy, please come. So it was the cold nose, the warm heart of a golden retriever that edged me into her, 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 into her life and, and made the change. And we began to work together.